0: It's Friday, and that can only mean one thing. Football Friday, back on the air, QP Sports Exchange. It's your host, Vince, and we have a good pod for you today. On the pod today, we'll be talking about the new 17-game season that the NFL is rolling out. We're going to talk about Green Bay, and it doesn't seem to be funny now. We're also going to talk about some giant news and maybe some of the uh, alternatives of that move. We are going to talk about the Mac Jones hype train that's going on. We'll get to Kyle Pitts and we'll also get to Justin Fields' answer to the critics. All that and more on this week's pod. So now that we got that out the way. Um, let's get into some show business. Last week, you guys didn't get a pod. So, if you roll with me on Hoop Questions Monday and you heard that your boy had like a real serious eye situation going on. Um, you also heard that because of there was so much going on in the NBA, we had to just sleep, you know. There was a four-day period where it was 15 hours and four days. So, your boy had to lay it down, and I did. The eye thing didn't help, though. So, we had that. Let's see what else is going on. Um, let's see. Wife, good. Mom, good. Niece, uh, you know. Um. Yep. Still stuff going on there and you all you can do is pray and continue to to think positive so that's what i'm gonna do let's go ahead and get to the pod all right um i do want to say this is that we're doing such a good job on downloading the pod and subscribing i want to just thank like the many countries that are out there um i want to shout out singapore uh they came aboard um I want to thank, like, Congo. I want to thank Kenya as well is in there. Um, India, I can't even tell you how how you're dominating other than United States of America. You're, like, second in the power rankings. I think I'm going to put a post up in the next uh, couple months because I'm going to try to give some of these countries a chance to catch up. That's you, UK, United Kingdom. I'm looking at you, right? India is destroying you right now. They are destroying you in a real way. So the downloads are appreciated by everybody. Let's get more people aboard. QP Nation is growing. Um, I can't be more excited about that. Um, Shouts out to Ireland. Shouts out to Scotland. Shouts out to France uh, Japan, Italy, Germany, um, shout out to Brazil, all right, that was real cool, and you know I can't forget New Zealand, Australia coming up real big, I love the accent, that's why I want the UK into, UK, Australia, New Zealand, India, you know, y'all put out some, um, some incredible talent, I'll tell you that. But I'm telling you, I'm so blessed to have you guys just downloading, and it's such a joy to see. And I'm glad that the the product is being received well. And we're just gonna keep it moving because we are going to catch the ringer. That is what the mandate is from QP Nation, from QP Sports Exchange, and from the parent company, which is Question Point Pod. Network, you know what I'm saying, we are all over it. And here's the other thing: interactive community is what we are achieving, what we're striving to be. We're making strides in that area. Hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram and Facebook. It's Question Point Pod Network. And with all that out the way. And all the audience getting their love and everything like that, it's time to start this pod. We got some news and notes for you today. So we're going to start off with the NFL. The NFL is moving to a 17-game regular season. What you're going to do is you're going to play cross-conference. So wherever you were seated in, let's say, the AFC North, you would then go ahead and play different division, but you're on the same seed. So that's what you're looking at. Um, My thoughts on it are this. It's great for fantasy, obviously, right? Another game for them to pick over and agonize over, you know, do they have enough running backs to go ahead and get this through? Um, it's great for gamblers. So you got that. And it's a, it's a revenue grab. Let's just be honest about what it is. COVID struck. You know, we got some revenue issues because people can't be in stands. They play a season. Of course, you get your, you know, your television money, which is great, but that apparel and those beers and all the food in these NFL stadiums went to waste this year. So, that is money that they lost, and this was a good way to kind of balance out that revenue. That's how I pretty much look at it. Um, if anybody else has any thoughts on it, please hit me up, QPP Network. On Twitter, on Question Point Pod Network, on Facebook and Instagram. So, um, those are my thoughts on it. I will be really happy to hear if anybody has any other thoughts on that matter. Now, we are going to Green Bay. Now, we have some things to talk about, and we're going to get right to it. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers out there, looking like Jason Bourne. Looking for answers from Treadstone. Um, shout out to you know the Bourne Identity series. Shout out to Matt Damon for putting that movie out there. But Aaron Rodgers is looking at the front office of the Green Bay Packers. Just like Jason Bourne was looking for Treadstone in those movies. Alright, here's the thing. It looks like we're moving towards something that I don't think Packer fans are ready for. Okay? Because it looks like the what the front office is doing is kind of slowly, slowly erode. Have this dude who has a lot of pride. Has snarky comments from time to time. And it just seems like they're just needling this guy every which way. And let me just give you a list of the things that the front office have done over, not even over a two-year period. This is literally in a year, okay? So the front office does the unthinkable and drafts a quarterback in the first round of the 2020 draft. Jordan Love, shout out. Other than Devontae Adams, who in that wide receiver group scares you? Or in the tight end group, pass catching group in general. Now, Packer fans, I know you'll tell me, you know, you got, you know, a bunch of dudes, Vasquez, Scatling, and all that. But, who really scares you from that group? If Devontae Adams get hurt, is there a dude that they would have to double on the defensive side of the ball? These are just, these are my takes. You know where to get at me at. At the trade deadline, 2020, the front office decided not to make any moves whatsoever. Okay? So, if you were looking and seeing that you needed maybe another pass catcher and you could get a... You could trade a third rounder away or whatever. um, They did not take that opportunity to do so. Now, we move along to another thought that I had as well. Now... Green Bay has definitely had decent offensive lines, good offensive lines. But, as far as real money or high draft capital, tell me the one guy on that team that before they got expensive, you know, was great. You know, we saw Lindsley walk out the door. He went to the Chargers, you know, Um You know, it's just weird. You would think with a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' stature, a a guy who is no doubt a Hall of Famer, he's also one of the most special talents we've seen in the game, and I just don't understand the lack of respect for him. couple other things. Then we get to free agency. Now, here at QP Sports Exchange, we have made fun of the front office. And we have made some jokes, and we will continue to do so. So you obviously know that there was really no significant signings by the Green Bay Packers in the off season so far. Um, What we said of Brian Gutenkust is that he had some some explanations for Aaron. You know, some canned explanations. So, if Aaron asks questions about our activity in free agency, Brian Guttencust could go to these at any point in time. We added a couple more, though. So, we're going to give it to you. Listen to the archive pods, but you can get it right now for free because we're about to tell you some of the excuses that we used in the past. And we've added a couple. Okay, so this is Brian Guttencust. Talking to Aaron Rodgers about being inactive in free agency. These are some of the worries or the concerns of why they didn't do it. COVID-19, obviously, right? Revenue, small marketing, can't do anything. The savings and loan industry falling apart had a lot to do with the Green Bay Packers' Going silent in free agency as well. And one of my all-time favorites, pesky climate control, was one of them as well. You know, you know climate has a lot to do with NFL free agency, don't you, Aaron? The front office and the scouting department having a philosophical difference of opinion on which new Taylor Swift song Is the banger. From the new album. I mean Aaron. These are some real life issues. That we're dealing with here. You know there's a lot of stuff going on. As to. Pay homage to one of my favorite movies. Of all times. Bull Durham. Hey. We got some. We got some S going on here. Okay. We're trying to figure out. And navigate this situation. Between the front office and the scouting department. Of which. New Taylor Swift song is the banger of the whole album. I mean you can understand that, Aaron, right? That we have to get this squared away before we can do anything in free agency <laughs> Brian Gutengus according to Aaron Rodgers, talking about the new Taylor Swift album and how the <laughs> the Scouting Department is up in arms. With their choice of which song is the most banging of the new album. (laughs) Also, Aaron, there's a weighty debate on streaming services and which ones to have. You know? I mean, this is stuff that we got to deal with. Alright, Aaron? We got to deal with this. Building campaigns about the official cheese... Of the Green Bay Packers. Is another hot button item. That we need to deal with Aaron. It is tearing our franchise apart. Not knowing. What the official cheese is. Of the Green Bay Packers. And there's another debate Aaron. Which movie. Of the Fast and Furious franchise. Is going into the. Packer time capsule. I mean, Aaron, you, you got to understand, these are real-life things we're dealing with. <laughs> and then the, the last excuse, probably not the best one, but I, I like it. The front office just got caught up, Aaron. I mean, honestly, the reason why we were inactive is we were playing a, a rousing game of Jenga, and we just couldn't break ourselves away from it. We just couldn't. So... Unfortunately, we didn't upgrade the offensive line. We actually let some people go. Um, we're going to probably have to address those needs in the draft because, uh, you know, nobody's really left that we will want or they're too expensive. You know, COVID jacked us up. So, I mean, these are the things that are going on in Green Bay. You know, these are the things that are happening. Oh. Uh, I got to do this one for my wife. Last excuse, I think. (laughs) Uh, So, Brian Guttenkuss goes to Aaron and says, You know, I'm still feeling the effects of my 11th grade crush, Brenda Russell, spurning me at the homecoming dance. I mean, Aaron. I mean, how do you expect me to fully commit to free agents and building this team? I'm still, my heart is broken. Brenda and I could have been really good together. Brenda Guttencuss. I mean, you could picture it, right, Aaron? She signed my my yearbook. Love always. I mean, these are mis mixed signals that I'm getting, buddy. This is real life stuff that I'm dealing with, Aaron. How could you expect me to be really active in free agency when my heart is just burning for Brenda Russell? (laughs) Now, on a serious note, Brian Gutenkus has not openly spoken about this matter. Um, The Green Bay media has given GM Brian Gutenkus plenty of opportunities. To put this to bed and you know, are you gonna restructure Aaron's contract or not? And he's been real non-committal. So I mean this looks like that Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers are headed for a really nasty breakup. It's gonna be an ugly divorce. Okay. Um I'm not ready to call it, call it, but you can see it, and if you can't see it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is not real X-Files type stuff. I mean, this stuff is plain as day right in front of your face. I mean, you can't go into the 2020 draft knowing that you have Aaron Rodgers, knowing that you probably need weapons or offensive line help, and go out and get a quarterback that was going to back up Aaron Rodgers. You knew that wasn't going to set well. Then not doing anything at the trade deadline, and then being absolutely silent during free agency It's just ringing loud bells to Aaron that we are not committed to you, man. We're trying to kind of a little bit tear this down and have money, cow space for Jordan Love and, you know, see what we can do there. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Um, Green Bay, Packer fans, Packer Nation, hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network, and give me your thoughts on that. Because if I'm wrong, if I'm seeing it completely different, if this is, you know, I'm not close enough to the situation, let me know. I'll be more than happy to eat crow on this. But with all the the little tidbits that I gave you, I don't know how you can come to any other conclusion than that they're trying to phase Aaron Rodgers out, which is incredible to even hear that literally one of the best quarterbacks of my time. You know. I was. Pre Bradshaw era. I saw the Montana rain. You know. Obviously we're caught up in the Brady situation now. But Aaron has been there for many a year. And he's been. If not the best quarterback. One of the top three. In any given year. Over the last decade. And that is for sure. There's no question about that whatsoever. All right. And speaking of no question about it, we have something and I want to put it in with this particular segment. We have something that we do every Friday and it's the no question about it person of the week. And that person this week is Heather Hullett. Heather is a nurse in Milwaukee. She's doing it real big, you know, she's on the front line, so 100%, we throw out a shout out to her, QQ Nation, because, you know, what she's seen over the last year is crazy. But, in the time that she's been dealing with that, her and her children, they go out as a Girl Scout group, and they donate their time and feed the homeless. And I want to give a shout-out to the actual entity as well. They're called Street Angels Milwaukee Outreach. And they go out and they feed the homeless. And Heather has been out there feeding the homeless and, and just shining her light on people. And we just wanted to salute her and salute what she's doing in her community. You know, and just making it a little bit brighter For everyone so shouts out to you Heather you know I know you're a Green Bay Packer fan So I wanted to put you With Your boy Aaron Rodgers And what the heck is going on With your general manager Uh Brian Guttencust That dude is Lame right now And Packer fan Like I said get at me on Twitter QPP Network on Instagram and Facebook. Question Point Pod Network. And we'll chalk it up about this. So. We got our no. Question about it. Person of the week. Heather Hewlett. She's my girl. You know what I'm saying. We got some Rhode Island ties together. We got some. You know some. Some old hunting gra- haunting grounds. That we used to kick it at. You know what I'm saying. In different times. You know. Wasn't like that. But, you know, we're familiar with a certain area, and uh, she's been part of, like, community theater. She was big in community theater for a long period of time. Um, She's real active in that community. She's well-loved in her community, and she's giving back as much as she gets. So, Heather, thank you for shining your light, and thank you for being our No Question About It Person of the Week. And that's how simple it is, ladies and gentlemen. You nominate somebody, we go ahead, and we do some little research, and we shout them out, and we shout out the entities they're trying to help or a part of, and that's how simple it is. So, you know the platforms. You know it's IG, Facebook, and Twitter, okay? You know I'll give it to you again later on in the podcast, but... That's how simple it is and a well-deserved shout out to Heather and thank you for allowing us to share your light with QP Nation and we salute you Heather. Okay, we're going to move along to some giant news. The Giants signed a Dory Jackson cornerback. He used to be with the Tennessee Titans. They signed him to a three-year deal worth $39 million. Okay. Now, um, I want to give a shout-out to the Athletics, uh, Mike Sando, and also uh, New Jersey, NJ.com, Chris Franklin, for giving us some more information on this story. Here's the deal. Now, Adore Jackson is a very good corner, okay? He has great ball skills. He's a twitchy athlete. Um, He's pretty sticky when it comes to the wide receiver situation, and he's a a problem to deal with. But here's the problem. Um, These gentlemen spoke to other execs, and they basically came with this one thought. Is that all we're thinking? Is that it complicates the signing because it's three years, $39 million? They could have used that money for um, near future free agents, you know, people who are three years into their deal or whatever the case may be. Um, and also, another exec said that basically, I don't know why you just didn't wait longer. Because the longer you wait, the price goes down. And I kind of agree with that. And then here's the other thing. I don't know where the Giants think they're going to be this year, but if they're thinking they're going to compete, would it be worth calling up to New England and saying, hey, I got a second rounder this year, maybe like a fourth or fifth, like, you know conditional in like 2023? What's up with Stephon Gilmore? Maybe just get some dialogue. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe Bill asked for a first rounder. And if that's the case, then don't do it. But is it worth the phone call? Is it worth just checking in on? And I'm here to tell you that they haven't done that. I know for a fact. And two, um, we'll see. If this gamble with Adore Jackson pays off, now here's the thing: I like Adore Jackson. He went to USC. You know, I live in the La La, so yes, he's a USC dude, but he's a Pac-12 dude. And you know, I love UCLA, but I'll def- I'll definitely kick up for the Pac-12 when it comes down to it. So Adore Jackson is one of those dudes that I really want him to stay healthy. You know, get his you know career back. You know, I just think he's a super talent. It's just more of the fact of... Could you have done better? Or... Couldn't you have gotten him cheaper? Basically. That's what it comes down to. Could you have done better... By calling to see what the availability on... Stefan Gilmore was. Or... Maybe just waited a little bit. And seeing if his price went down a little bit. Because... Odori Jackson on a three-year deal that's worth like eight million, so like twenty-four or twenty, you know, somewhere in there, like twenty, you know, twenty-six five, somewhere in there, that's better. But Dor Jackson on a thirteen million dollar contract per year, that's not that great. You know, high risk for injury. You know, if he was completely healthy, you know, Not have some of the nagging injuries like hamstrings and ankles and things of that nature. I was like, this is a great sign. Sign that dude. 13 mil. I mean, you know, it's hard to get a press corner. A guy who's a playmaker when he does get the ball. So, go ahead and do it. But the injury bug is the thing that scares me. And we'll just see how it has to play out towards the end of the year. So, hopefully he does stay healthy and we'll see. In other... Giants news This just in to QP sports exchange Michael Strahan Hall of Famer Has just fixed his signature gap in his teeth So my man is ready for Hollywood completely now He fixed the gap Even though it was part of his deal So It is one of those situations where we're going to have to check this dude out later. All right. My man's went Hollywood. I don't know what's going on with him. And if you hear music in the background, there is a party happening like right next door. So, uh, I got to move at some point. I got to move. But we're going to try to use the music as ambiance. And we're going to continue our pod. And what we're going to do, we're going to take a little break. And then we're going to come back with some college news. And then we're going to wrap up the show. So be back momentarily and just stay tuned. We're back and if you hear the music In the background there's a party going on Outside and there's nothing I can Do about it so we're gonna Press on and we're gonna Continue with this pod and we're gonna Hit you with some news on Alabama So Alabama's quarterback Mac Jones Is going top five Now that's That's the like the reports that are going on Um, Here's the one thing that I'll say About Mac, uh, Mac Jones okay now listen Bama nation i've been on your side all year okay i give you guys a lot of props i love your program i love how it's run i love nick saving i know i love how surly he is i love all of it so Bama, i'm high on you are you my favorite team obviously not i go for ucla all day a clap all the way we in the final four anyway and sorry to Alabama that we had to knock y'all out. All right? So, with that being said, I do cape up for Roll Tide. All right? That's just what I do. Because when I see excellence, I call that excellence out. And I put a spotlight on it. But, here's my thing. I love me some Mac Jones. I do. But I'm going to tell you something. I love him a lot more with Jalen Waddle. Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Alabama's entire offensive line, head coach Nick Saban, and the coaching staff, I love him in the maroon and white because I know that he has superior talent around him, but if you're trying to tell me that Mac Jones is a legit top five pick, I'm going to tell you, you are absolutely out of your mind. Okay, he is not a top five pick now. He might be getting moved up because he's a quarterback and everybody's so thirsty for a quarterback. But here's the thing this, these, some of these quarterbacks are only going to be good on that rookie contract because once you get into the real quarterback money, you start making 33 34 million dollars. Now that you know, you got um Dak at 40, you got Mahomes at 50, a lot of these dudes are going to be looking at like $35, $37 million, okay? And possibly more. When they're on that second contract and you can't keep the offensive tackle and you can't keep their favorite tight end and maybe you can't keep the second wide receiver and maybe your offensive guard got old and you can't just go out in free agency and pick that that next dude up that's going to protect your quarterback then we're going to find out how good these quarterbacks are, okay? There's only a special few that can carry a team with some blemishes and go, hey, we're still good. Don't worry about it. I'll make up for the little gap that we lost, all right? There's about, I want to say about maybe six of them out there, all right? And I understand that you got to continue to search for them, but don't reach. Don't reach. And if Mac Jones is a A fifth overall pick To me To me in the biz that's what they call reaching You know, I mean I just I don't see it Now in Bleacher Report's latest top 150 prospects And their ratings Mac Jones was 41st And he had a rating of 78 Which made him a second rounder and a potential starter. Meaning, like, it's not guaranteed he's a starter. It's it's like, okay, if he improves here, he improves here, improves this, then he's a starter. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're a starter, that still doesn't mean you're a star. That still doesn't mean that you're the guy that's really taking over and making it, you know, doing real big things. Like, chosen few that do that. And the few that do do it, you know what I'm saying, they are just immensely talented and completely, bre- you know, blessed when it comes to arm strength or, you know, just anticipation or whatever the case may be. So, I'm not saying that Mac Jones cannot grow into this type of thing. I'm just thinking as the fifth pick overall, that just seems real high for Mac Jones. I'm sorry, Bama Nation. I wish I could be a little more... Uh, flowery when it comes to my my praise of him listen mac jones as a college quarterback was one of the best things i've ever seen okay and what i mean by that is that his efficiency was so vicious you know he was so accurate with the football but he has so much time to be accurate with the football and when you got weapons like jalen waddle and you got weapons like Devonte smith And when you got weapons like Najee Harris and the other backs in the backfield and that offensive line is just so anchored with just studs that are going to be drafted first day, second day. Listen, man, you not been in a bad situation yet. You know, you ask Joe Burrow what it is to be in the NFL and your right tackle is just basically a turnstile, okay? you know it's not that easy it is not that easy so that's my deal when it comes to that you know it's it's a uh, it's the question alabama it's just the question what is he going to be like on the second contract and like i said start taking some of his pieces away you know again taking the offensive tackle away Taking the number two wide receiver away. Or taking some of the offensive line depth away. What does it look like then? Because when that happens is when we know. We know this is the guy. It's all peaches and cream when everything is going well. And you got everything humming like a well oiled machine. I saw it here. I saw it in the La La. I saw it with Jared Goff. Now, mind you, I don't, I'm not saying Matt Jones is Jared Goff. I don't know. Because we have not seen this guy under real duress yet. Just food for thought. Bama, you can get at me on Twitter at QPP Network. On Facebook and Instagram at Question Point Pod Network. Now, on to the University of Florida. And the University of Florida's tight end, Kyle Pitts, he ran a 4.4440, okay, Um, in his pro day. Now, Pitts, everybody knows the stats, right? 6'6", 245, obviously runs like the wind. Um, And the only thing that I can call him is that you got to start making up new terminology, right? You have to start creating words for what you see because I don't want to just say oh it was great or it was this or that you know just all the cliches so this is what I came up with Kyle Pitts Pro Day and his athletic gifts and abilities are phenomenal. that word is phenomenal, which is fantastic and phenomenal put together. So Kyle Pitts, man, you're gonna be a beast when you come into the league. I just whoo you're gonna be really, really good. There is one question about Kyle Pitts. Now for all the catch radius and the size and the speed and the hands and what a red zone threat he's gonna be and how he's gonna be able to stretch the field And he's going to bring a a dynamic potion potent to the offense and things of that nature. He's going to have to learn how to block. Or at least try. Because he's a nightmare just by his sheer gifts. Okay? His sheer gifts alone are just going to be a problem for people. But if you know that he's in the game... And he's there to just catch passes. You can't just leak him out. All right. Because they're going to be keying on him. Now, if he can inline block for a second, then discard his man and then move out, he's going to go to another level. Okay. If Kyle Pitts becomes just a willing blocker, that's going to be another level cheat code. When it comes to the tight end position. Because you're not going to know what to do. With this cat. And his speed. And his athleticism. It is going to be ugly early. The only way I can see defenses having a chance. Is just go okay. He's not lined up. We don't respect him as a blocker. So we know that he's a pass catcher. Or whatever. So just tag him. Every time he comes off the line. Just nail him. Every time it comes off, right? And, you know, we'll see if there's some changes in Kyle, basically. Um, The last story today is Ohio State's Justin Fields. Now, the quarterback for Ohio State has had a lot of video on him because he's playing in a lot of big games, okay? Um I don't understand the whole situation where people are saying that Mac Jones is is a better prospect than Justin Fields when we have literally 3 years of video on him. Okay? And here's the other thing with Fields. Fields has been at his best when the lights have been brightest. And against them the highest levels of competition. He's been at his best So when I look at fields and, and, and know that situation, there's no way that he's QB number five Okay, Lawrence, I got you Zach Wilson. Okay, maybe there's a There's an argument but if you're telling me that Trey Lance and Mac Jones are are better then Justin Fields, I- I'm sorry. You can't get me to buy that. I don't want any part of what you're selling. So just know that from the jump. Because I've seen too much high quality football in the most intense situations that you can have. Which is like championship games. Final fours of championship games. So the guy is being excellent. And he ran a four 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 as well. And that's ridiculous for a quarterback to run. So, the athletic gifts are there. Um, and we'll see what the NFL has in store for him. Now, here's the other thing with that. Okay. Um, let me get to this. Because somebody told me something and I wanted to make sure that I got it. Um, yeah, he said... Basically, you can look at the, the two games that he had the one against Iowa, or yeah, and one against um, Northwestern. But if you look at that situation in those games, his offensive lines were either hurt, like decimated by injury, or it was pretty much a new entire offensive line due to COVID. So the two bad games or the two bad tapes that he has out there, I mean, there's definitely circumstances that are beyond his control. Right? But in every other situation, when the times were dire, that man stepped up to the plate. So, I mean, if you're a GM or a front office and you're looking at quarterbacks right now, uh, QP Sports Exchange will give you their stamp of approval and go. Uh, Justin Fields is definitely not QB number five. You need to go ahead and start having that argument whether he's QB number two. Okay, and that's what we're going to say about that. Now, the one last thing that I want to get to, and this has to do with the draft. So, look at your teams. Okay, fans of Pittsburgh, fans of Cleveland. I know Cleveland's out there listening. I know because I've been hearing some stuff. All right, Um, Bills Mafia, you know I love you. You know you get lots of love on this program, so you know you covered. Obviously, the La La gets covered because I'm a Ram fan. Okay, New York, you know, Brick City, you know I got you, all right, with the Giants and the Jets. And you know, Charlotte, you kind of like the second home, you know what I'm saying? Well, kind of third, because I got to give a little Boston, right? Because I lived there for a long time. But Charlotte, like with Coach T, you guys are like my third home, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's some Panther news or whatever, you got that. But this is for every NFL fan. As we start to get closer and closer to the draft, I'm going to drop some of these little tidbits out to you so you see if what your team is doing is kind of jiving in what, what we're talking about. All right. So I did a little deep dive into the draft. And I have to say this. Okay. There's a couple of positions that are really, really chalk filled full with a lot of depth. Okay. And you can get a lot of really, really good players in day two. Okay, second or third round. All right. Those positions that I have pretty much maxed off and said, Okay, if for some reason you wanted to get like uh let's say you wanted to get a running back or you want to get a wire or you wanted to get a um um let's say you want to get a tight end, you know, or a linebacker, you need one of those, okay, and you have a first round pick. Well, knowing that there's so much great depth in the draft, you know, And you're not like literally just burning inside to have like the greatest wide receiver on the face of the planet. You can actually get your linebacker or your tight end or whatever it is that you need. And then you can double back to some of these positions. Wide receiver is one of them. This this draft is stacked. Like there's like eight, nine dudes that literally could start like right away. Offensive tackle is also stacked. Okay, we got some dudes that can come and play day one. Defensive end, so pass rushers. Um, there's a there's a a really there's a really vast amount of them that can do stuff. Probably get onto the field and have significant impacts in their first year. Um, and cornerbacks, cornerbacks is deep this year. Got a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of good cornerbacks, a lot of cornerbacks that can start. A lot of quarterbacks, that can come in um, nickel formation or dime. So they're not going to be lost. Um, a lot of them have physicality. So you're going to have that as well. And a lot of these guys are ball hogs and going to be able to get you interceptions. So if you're looking for another piece in the draft, right, and that piece is, let's say you were looking at wide receiver and then you were looking at safety, okay, get the safety, get the safety now. And then go back into the second round and get your wide receiver or your offensive lineman because there's not as much talent in those areas. So, if you have an opportunity to go ahead and feel kind of like you need, need to go ahead and lock up a position because it's a position in need for you, go ahead and do that in the first round and get that guy that you need. And then in the second and third round, you can make hay. With the wide receivers, cornerbacks, offensive tackles, and um and edge rushers, the defensive ends. So that's just my thought on that. And uh we're gonna have more of these as we go along as we get closer and closer to the draft. So again, I want to thank the fans to you know that ride with me. I wanna thank y'all just for you know being loyal and downloading and means so much. We shouted out the countries early. So if you kind of skip through that go back, I shouted out a bunch of countries uh, singapore i'm gonna shout you out again because you knew you knew to the program. So as Kind of the ringleader of qp sports exchange your host vince I'm welcoming Singapore To qp nation. So reach out to singapore Reach out to the kids that are getting the pod understanding it and uh you know, we are so grateful and blessed to have you guys aboard. Um, and that's pretty much it for the day. So I'm going to go ahead and lock this down with this. Be good to yourself. You know, make sure you take some time off with you. And make sure that, you know, you're centered and you're ready to go. Then, if you can, help out your neighbor. And sometimes with help with a neighbor, it's a, it's a shoulder to cry on. To somebody that needs um somebody to listen to them you know and, and maybe if you got it you know help them out with a little change here and there and then the third thing is go out and give back to your community we're gonna give another shout out to heather Hewlett. she was our no question about it person of the week she's a nurse in milwaukee wisconsin and she's also giving back to her community she's going out and feeding the homeless Which is excellent and the organization she does that with is street angels milwaukee outreach So you can look them up on facebook and get all their information So if you're in milwaukee and you want to help out One of the qp nation superstars in heather Go ahead and uh Give street angels milwaukee outreach a call And uh, see how you can help with time or donate all right We're gonna give some work we're going to give some worthy causes, some love, some shine. We're going to do that. But, yeah, get out in your community and uh, see what you can do. Um, every little bit helps, man. Every little bit helps. We got to start. We got to start galvanizing this community, man. Black, white, yellow, brown. You know, shout out to um, all my Asian brothers and sisters out there. You're not, you're not alone. Okay, you are not alone And a uh, QP Sports Exchange denounces the senseless violence that's going on in our country. Okay, man, we got to stop this, bro. It's a real serious situation. And um, what I'll say about it is this, is that, you know, God always makes something, something beautiful out of ugly. And I hope that is the case with this. But I just think we need to see each other. We need to see each other as human beings. We need to see each other as 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 people. And we need to see each other that there are struggles that's going on in the rich neighborhood that's going on in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Kids are kids. You know, there's bad kids in good neighborhoods and there's bad kids in bad neighborhoods. You know, there are people who are unscrupulous in, in good neighborhoods. They may be a little more sophisticated about it. And there's there's uh, bad people, in, you know, in bad neighborhoods who who not really trying to, you know, really uplift the community. So we just got to understand that, hey, man, you know, I'm here for you. You know, I'm, I'm here for to listen. I'm here to help. I'm, I'm here to, to lend a hand. And if we were all more like that, it'd just be a better place. And I'm going I'm to get off my soapbox and get up out of here. Again, thank you to the fans. Again, shout out to, oh, yeah, QP Underground. Um, QQ Sports Exchange has, has insiders, folks. And we, you know, we work closely with, with them. And uh, I want to uh, shout out my guys. So um, I'm going to shout out them again. Mike Sando and uh, Chris Franklin. Them, my guys. I'ma shout them out, hitting us with good information. And with that being said, it is time for me to show enough. Bang!